Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Worldwide. 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 Worldwide, baby. Worldwide, man. Worldwide. 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 Hi, this is the boy Ziva and you're in the room with Cabby Stro and my man Brady. Gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com, and of course on your favorite podcast providers as well. I'm Brady Hicks. I've got with me the lovely Kathy Fitzpatrick once again. How you doing, Kathy? Good, Brady. How are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired, but we'll, we'll be all right once we get going with this. Usually the uh, 
the energy kind of carries me through, so it'll be fine. Uh, we also have the one and only maestro, professional wrestling, actor, entertainer, extraordinaire, wrestler, of course. What's going on, Stro? Oh, man, great to be with you guys. Had a busy weekend. I was on set for an upcoming miniseries, and I did a, uh, rest, a set match <laughs> for a wrestling promotion Sunday night. So, yeah, it's uh, been eventful, but always tough. Holiday of the week right here, man, in the room. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I've actually been looking forward to it all day, even though I'm a little tired. Uh, we also have uh, the hack, Patrick Hackett, once again. What's going on, My man? Face has disappeared, but I yeah, am what's... happy to be here. I'm going to try and fix that in a second, but, man. Yeah, what's going on with that? <laughs> your work ethic amazes me, man. You're, you're doing movies. You're doing shows. You're working a strap match? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. I haven't had a strap match in a while, so, you know, it was almost, I had to catch myself up to speed of what a strap match was all about. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It was, yeah. I, I had a strap match with my parents, and I, I had to put them over. It was awful. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, years, years ago. Years ago. No yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I can bring my beautiful visit back. That was right before I left the territory, so I'm only playing. Yeah. I also want to bring bring up, um, and, you know, there's no need to, like, get into the details or whatever, uh, but two of our co-hosts, both Kathy, who's with us, as well as Kevin, who couldn't be with us tonight, uh, they're going through some personal stuff. So everybody, if you could, please keep them, their families, in your prayers as we kind of move forward as well. Um, just wanted to... Uh, to mention that as well. Of course, uh, WrestleMania uh, Backlash is coming up. I, I used to like it when it was just Backlash, but now it's like a, a sequel to a uh, pay-per-view that we already saw. Uh, but, you know, it, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, because tonight, not only are we going to be talking about that pay-per-view and, and basically the fact that it's recycling matches and throwing that in our face, uh, but tonight we're going to talk about returns and debuts and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and that that idea submitted by Pat. Before we jump into that, I, I saw something really interesting. It's a report. Um, the other, well, actually, two really. One was a funny thing. What do you want, Kathy? Do you want the funny thing or the serious thing? We're going to do both, but which one do you want first? Uh, give me the funny. The funny. Okay. So on a radio show recently, The Undertaker was asked his thoughts on Kenny Omega. You know what he said about Kenny Omega, the dead man? It's funny. He says what? Who? Oh, he said oh. he said who? Oh. It, was, it was a really great yeah. meme because then they followed it up with Kenny Omega blah 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 to twenty twenty two. It was an amazing thing. Um, oh. I love Kenny. I bet he's messing around with that. Uh, that was one thing. Now the serious thing. Uh, it was announced, <laughs> kind of an unofficial report, that Vince McMahon has branded his next top star, his next John Cena. The guy that he's going to be focusing on once Roman Reigns leaves him probably inevitably for Hollywood. Uh, and it's uh, just a hunch I'm going on here, but it's Theory. Theory is the guy, Austin Theory. Um, I don't know. Oh, I kind of see him as like the next Miz, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't know How that. How uh... dare you? How <laughs> dare you? You sound like a Miz when you say that. Oh. I'm just saying, please, no, not Sherry. I like the Miz, I, I do, but I, I don't know, like, Theory just doesn't seem to me like um, the guy that you build the whole company around. 
He just looks like a no. douchebag that I'd see in a bar. He looks mm-hmm. Northeast Philly, totally. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that. Uh, uh, like back in the day, he would have been somebody that was at a happy hour at Flat Spins. There's a throw out for people from back in oh. the day. It's I was a, gonna say the Four Horsemen, but I was like, somebody's definitely yeah. got murdered there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, it was an interesting choice of everybody that I thought they would say. Now, keep in mind, you know, Drew McIntyre was the guy he was going to build the company around as well. So take that with just a pinch of salt, I guess. But um, it's interesting because I don't think Austin Theory has even shown that he can work as a babyface, has he? I don't think so. It's a, yeah. it's a weird yeah. choice. There's so many other people in line that, like, how about seeing a return? Either of the guys, that, or the the guy or the gal that came back this week. Like Asuka is amazing, and Ali. Before you got rid of him unceremoniously, like that dude can a work, b talk, right. and c heal or face. Yeah, and he, and he he was very good at both. Um, I'm sure yeah. they'll be holding him back just because of uh, everything that kind of yeah. happened there, but. Right now he's in purgatory until he can get his release. I'm guessing. Uh, just my guess. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody there. Yeah. Twenty twenty four for his contract. Wow. Stro, what do you think about that? Is Theory the kind of guy? That, if you were building a company, would he be your guy? Well, um, <laughs> it's going to take time with Theory. It really is. Yeah. It's, this is something you just can't do right away with him. It's going to take some time, I think, if, if, if that's the way they're going. I do agree with that. Usually there's a five- to ten-year window. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for every, like, Brock Lesnar or Randy Orton, there's somebody that took a lot longer to kind of get to that spot. So I, I, I can understand that. Um, in particular, I thought it was funny, Pat, because they called him the next John Cena. And yeah. – uh, Maybe in that he'll get booed in every arena when they try to shove him down yeah. their throat. Maybe that's yeah. what they mean. I don't know. And uh, you see, he tried to get some heat off of Cena, and and only as John Cena could gave him the most respectful response possible. <laughs> he he can't even heal us out in uh you know day to day. I think that's the real issue. I think that John Cena really is too good of a human being, and going against uh, being a heel is just so unnatural for him. Even as the anti-hero in, uh, uh, oh, my God, Peacemaker, he's still so lovable, so, so lovable. He's white bread. He's white Uh, bread. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. I don't think there's there's anybody to take that – He's right here. The, that rain over if if Roman goes, if when Roman goes, like yeah, it took a while for Roman to get there. It did, and and a lot of like forcing him down people's throats. And honestly, if he didn't turn bad, I don't know that it ever would have happened. Yeah, I agree. Now, with that said, I always said that the best way to make somebody dynamic is to shift them between baby face and heel because then they get both experiences. I mean, it worked with Edge. Um, that that took him to the next level. You know, he was always like the goofy kind of fan favorite, and then he became the goofy heel, then he became the violent heel, then he became the good guy that everybody loved. And forget what he is now. You know, this is just kind of his uh, his return and effort to yeah, and an effort to keep it going as long as possible by wrestling less. Uh, that that would be my guess. But um, yeah, so I, I was trying to think about it, and like 
who would actually be that guy? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I, I honestly, and people would like probably crucify me for saying it, but like I think if Cody hadn't left, he would have had a real shot to do it at some point. If he had stayed true to the, the Stardust thing, played that through, and actually, you know, not left, I think he would have had a shot. I think he still could. Um, but talk about a guy, like, he pulled off every terrible gimmick they gave him and made it amazing. The mm-hmm. dumb mustache, dashing Cody Rhodes, he made it work. <laughs> How about he the mask or the, the paper that. bag? Yeah. 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 Good stuff. It worked. I was thinking since uh, the the NFL draft is coming up, it would be interesting to see, like, if you were starting a wrestling company, who do you go number one overall? Yeah. Who do you think first? (sighs) See, assuming that I have, like, unlimited time to build somebody and the emphasis is on youth, I probably would go Braun Breaker nine times out of ten just because – I feel like there's a lot of potential there, and you can kind of mold him into whatever you want, but the base is there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would probably be, yeah. You know from history that he can face, he can heal. uh, Right. The the tag team genetics in his blood, if you wanted to bring him up top with a tag team. I don't know. I think I go with one of the established, just so I have a draw, and I'm like, do I go with Daniel Bryan? I mean, Mm. you're going to get eyeballs, but how long do you have him? How long do you have Punk? I mean, even even Omega, do you want to get on some cowboy stuff and uh, get the AEW World Heavyweight Champ? They're they're all getting a little up there in age over there. Yeah, even like Adam Cole's like 36 or 37 years old now. He's not like a a young guy anymore like he was 10 years ago when we were kind of starting the discussion on him. Uh, Yeah, it's a tough tough thing. Who are you taking? Build your brand. Oh, my God. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm with you on Braun Breaker as far as, you know, like, uh, from the WWE. And I mean, he's definitely, uh, one of the future main event stars there. Um, as far as like, uh, like AEW goes, um, I, you know, if it, it a lot depends, you know, they got a few guys that could, uh, really take the helm if, if they'll give them half a chance, uh, you know, like I'm, just, I'm really surprised. Like at this point, MJF hasn't really hit some some stride with all. He, that, he, uh, he will. Yeah. And, and and as far as uh, you know, because he's seen Simic Guevara and Darby Allen get their opportunities, and of course Adam Page, so forth. But you know, guys like MJF and uh, you know, a few others for the mainstays, you know, I think could do a lot more if given the opportunity. So. I mean, they, it, it, all, it all depends. I mean, I, I think the big question is uh, what on what direction both companies and management are going to do going forward. And then, then we can, you know, what their vision is because you know, we we can we can visualize all we want, but if it's not in their eyes, then you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. What, what do you think about like Carmelo Hayes? I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now. There, there ain't a whole lot that's really good that's really young. That's part of my issue. Oh. The, the, the closest might be Riddle. And Riddle, yeah. well, Riddle's 36 too. He's the same as um, a lot of those other guys. I didn't realize Riddle was that old. If they do Riddle, they better make it quick. 
I know. Although, you know what? He's kind of like an RVD, I think. He's, like, so committed to, like, I don't know, keeping up the, um, not the aerobics, whatever, the, the calisthenics. He, he's so committed to, like, all of that. I could see him going for a long time, you know? What, what about you? What do you think? Go ahead. He has those UFC and, and MMA miles on him, but his bulk card's not that full. You know, no. he, he wasn't spending years and years on the indies. He's not been going through tables and in-depth in matches and stuff. So, he, you know, he might have uh, some time behind him. That's a good one. I didn't even think of that. What, Riddle? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Think, yeah. I mean, because he'll probably go for at least another 10 years. Um, yeah. But he's not, he's not going to be that Randy Orton type guy that's there for probably 30 when all said and done, he's done. 20 years of Randy Orton. I know. I know. And, and about 18 of it was exactly the same, which is the crazy thing. Um, <laughs> he's glad, too. been really good. Yeah. Maybe he's yeah. the guy you want to build the company around at this point. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's got the same 10 years left as everybody else. What do you think, Kathy? Who, who are you building the company around? Any thoughts? I you think, on the spot um, Ron Breaker. Yeah. I think that's going to be a recurring theme, even if we open up the phone lines tonight. Um, here's the reality, I, and this is really strange to me. But go ahead, Kat. No, I, I mean, he's got the background. Yeah. He's, you know, got definitely a pedigree. You know. Yeah. And compared, like you said, like the Riddle on that, Riddle's a good worker, but he's also 30-some years old. <laughs> thirty six. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I, th I think the snap reaction will be to say Gable Stevenson, but um, you don't know if he's going to be Kurt Angle. Uh, he might yeah. turn out to be something less. You know, there really is no way to know. Um, Look at, like, how Mark Henry floundered for years. Like, it didn't look like he was going to turn into anything much until, really, probably until after the nation of domination, you know? But here's the reality of it. I mean, I'm looking at this roster right now, and any name that would jump out at me is in their late 30s. You know, yeah. I thought, you know, what about, like, um, what about um, Chad Gable? He's he's 37 years old or 36 years old or whatever. Really? Yeah. You think he's like in his twenties? Looks like a he, yeah. yeah. He looks like he's barely in his twenties, little baby face. He's literally a baby face. <laughs> yeah. No, he's 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 old. He's old. Mon, what about Montez Ford? He could be young. Yeah. And he's a guy that. Yeah. He's a guy. Now that's a guy. I I think he's going to be a guy. Uh, I would build myself around him. And he is. Right. He is smart. He did not include his uh, birthday on Wikipedia. Not that, <laughs> He is smart. Let's see. How old is Montez <coughs> Ford? And then, of course, the other guy would... Oh, he's 31, so he's still got a good 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. I would think. Assuming he can stay healthy. And Angelo Dawkins, of course, would become Sir Mo in the equation, but everybody's got to make a sacrifice, you know? See, I was, I was going to give him a, 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 a little more rub and say, you know, he'd be Stevie Ray. Which is not a bad career. That's not bad. Better than Sir Mel. Yeah, not a bad career at all. Yeah, no, that's not bad. So yeah, so I would go that. But um, yeah, even like uh, like Sami Zayn is like thirty seven, thirty eight yeah. years old. Like, 
Yeah, and him and Kale have got full bump guards. Oh, yeah. How old's Otis? Let's see. Otis is... I don't know if Otis has the feaster on the place. <laughs> he's 30, so he's got time. He's got time. Then there's R-Truth. He's like 70, isn't he? R-Truth is in his early 90s. He's 50. <laughs> he's 50. I used to like when he would talk about John Cena being his childhood hero. That we yeah. find a way to bring R-Truth up every single episode. Because <laughs> you have to. deserve his respect. You have to. You have to. Oh. Is it is it safe to say, Stroh, that Montez Ford and Bianca Belair are the, are the power couple in 10 years? I could definitely see that. Yeah, me too. Start building the building blocks now. Let's let's go next year WrestleMania. Let's go uh, Becky and Seth versus Montez and Bianca. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Couples. Oh, oh yeah. crap! I just found it. I I found I found the guy. I, I Uh-oh, this is gonna be bad. I can feel it. No, no, no. This is a really good one, and he is surprisingly younger than I thought. At thirty-four years old. Gunther, a.k.a. Walter. I would have expected him to be a lot older. Me too. I thought he was like 45. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he just has that face. He does. He does. This is interesting. Yeah. Ricochet, 33. I don't see them making a long-term investment in him, though. I think Ricochet, they're just holding him until he's not anywhere else. Yeah. I, I think, um, and just like when the FDR came out and said, does WWE really want to hire us, or do they just not want AEW to have us? Yeah, yeah. And that's what um, I think a lot of it is right now, is like, uh, they can't let go of this talent because... Yeah, and they can't demote them back to NXT because they were already there. Uh, yeah. So they're just kind of treading water. Uh, Kathy, to answer your question, Ezekiel, I couldn't get an age on him, but... His older brother Elias is thirty-four, so he's got to be younger than that. <laughs> that is the dumbest oh, thing in the world. That is the it's dumbest not, thing in the great. world. It's That's so stupid. good. It's stupid. so good. It's so so good. Do you, do you, do you think it's going it to be? Is it going to be like where he like hit his head and has no idea, or is it going to be that this was a charade the whole time? I really don't. I hope it ends with a match, Ezekiel versus Elias, loser leaves town. That's how I hope it ends. In, in well, how, do you do, how do you do that? <laughs> what do you have, Bray Wyatt? Theatrical match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Theatrical, yeah. yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, there's a guy, if they could do that. Bray Wyatt, that a few years ago, we would have been like, yep, that's the guy we're building our company around. Um, and now you're like, does he even want to be in wrestling? Dude, I had 15 years of Undertaker-type bookings for him. It would have been amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like he's, he knows what he wants, and good for him. Seriously. Good for him for valuing himself and knowing what he wants and not taking less than that and, and following his dreams, man. We all talk like, you know, being a professional wrestler is this huge dream, but at the end of the day... It's your job, and like right. any other job, it can grate on you, and it can wear yeah. on you. And if you don't have love, man, don't don't go in there. You don't you you've been to an indie show where there's somebody in the in the ring that is like just about to wrestle their last match, and you know it, and you see it. 
Oh, you can feel it. Yeah, it's in the air. Yeah. It's in, it, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, what's interesting about Bray Wyatt, I, I almost get the feeling like they didn't want to pay him, so they did the old, like, Bret Hart thing, see what you can get from the competition, and then yeah. come back to us, and then yeah. he decided not to go back to either. <laughs> that's kind of how it felt. I, I don't know if that's the case. Um, it probably was good for his character to step away for a little bit because now, almost a year later, people are, like, craving him. Whereas, like, before, they were almost laughing at the whole thing. So I, I think it's good, you know. As long as he doesn't come back as, like, the demonic joker again, I'll be all right. Well, he's going to be up at um, Legends of the Ring in June. <clears throat> okay. And his price for pictures is out. Outrageous. Yeah, he's like with, Ultimate Warrior uh, money, isn't he? He wants like three hundred well, or something. Doing, oh no, no. He he has. There's different prices. You know, one signature on this, but you can buy ten photo ops with him. Okay. Ten. Uh-huh. And I could do the ten pieces gift. of Brady with him. And a, a mysterious gift. For a thousand dollars. I don't want that. You think I it's do Alexa? Not want that. Maybe it's Alexa. I want a mysterious gift. Nope. Too close to the gimmick, man. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, Pat, thank take you. A, Pat, take a guess how old Ray Wyatt is for all of his wisdom. I'm gonna say he is thirty five. Wow, you're pretty good. He's thirty four. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're pretty good. I actually thought he was older. Is Bo younger or older? Younger, I think. Let me see. I like how their dad came out and was like, "Yeah, they did not give my kids a fair shake." Well, yeah, and he's gone now. They didn't. But Bo is thirty-one, by the way. Yeah. How great would it have been? I'm not saying kill the gimmick or anything that they did, but how great would it have been if they had a small run as a tag team, as like the sons of Irwin R. Scheister trying to take up the, or the tag varsity business. club, or the varsity club, yeah. But I really like the idea of them in shirts and ties. Still there right now, and Braun Breaker bringing back the Varsity Club. Oh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. You could even uh, you could even find a way to finally get in Missy Hyatt for a little bit. It wasn't no, it wasn't her, was it? It was um, Terry, I think it was. Right. I'm drawing a she blank. Did, she did the computer gimmick. Who was the Varsity gimmick. Club manager? Was that just Kevin Sullivan? Kevin Sullivan was there. I don't remember if there was anyone else. Are you talking about Alexander York? Yeah, which was uh, Terry, right? Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't manage the varsity club, did she? No. No, she had her own clique. Yeah. That's what I thought. With, uh, okay. Yeah, with Terrence Taylor and yeah. uh, oh, Richard you. Morton and Thomas yeah. Chris. And, Richard yeah. Morton. Yeah, Richard Morton. Yeah. yeah. No, man, I I will never forget about that. It was a great gimmick. You would have a laptop at ringside and oh, yeah, oh. right. <laughs> oh, one of those old laptops that, was, that were this thick. That was thick. Yeah, yeah. that was my yeah. formative years in, in becoming a wrestling fan. I was such a huge WCW fan at that time. And, and Mike Mike Rotunda was Michael Wall Street. Yes, because he was v- VK back before IRS mm-hmm. or after IRS. I think it was before. Yes, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I used to like WCW, but I, I didn't, like, watch it. I don't know. 
I, I watched it to laugh at it, which is bad. In the early 90s, I did, though, for sure. Like, a highlight for me was, like, when Mick Foley was, like, had amnesia, and he was, like, hanging out with, like, the homeless people. Are you telling, like, his, like, Taylor stories? Oh, yeah, it was amazing. That is one of my favorite gimmicks. That led yeah. to the coal miner's glove match, right? <laughs> yeah, it did. It that, did, yeah. That led to spin the wheel, make the deal in a coal miner's yep. glove match. Which, by the way, somebody should have gimmicked that wheel. Like, no, no <laughs> one wants that. <laughs> Give us something else. Yeah. Yeah. The good old days, though. The good old days. So that, so there's some ideas there. And if anybody wants to talk about that tonight, uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in. So that was definitely, you know, something. You know, who would you build the company around? And obviously it's kind of tough. And this was a very WWE-centric conversation. But I feel like in AEW, a lot of the guys are at least in their mid to late 30s as well. So I, you never realize how top-heavy something is until you start looking at it like that. Yeah, yeah. But here's the difference. People aren't retiring in their 30s and 40s anymore. Now they're retiring in their 50s, you know, what, late 40s, early 50s. So. Yeah, Ric Flair still going with Jay Lethal in the ring, looking better than <laughs> I ever did. <laughs> yeah. Chris does anything, too. Yeah, and I think Chris Jericho is going to eclipse him. I think he's going to be the guy that's uh, – He's going to be Ricky Morton. He's going to be wrestling at 65. I got a feeling. Because he's not a full-time guy, you know? I mean, he has been, but, you know, he'll take a break, and he'll regroup, and he'll re-energize. And then he'll he'll always probably throw his cruises and do a match on his cruise. Right, exactly. And and he'll keep himself relevant for a while. Uh, But he will always make that comeback. And speaking of comeback, Patrick... That was the topic that you wanted to talk about tonight, the comebacks, the debuts, that kind of stuff. So what what made me think about it is uh, we had two pretty good returns with Asuka and Ali coming back and then thinking back to CM Punk making his return to wrestling and and his promo. And I just had this thought for the first time ever in my entire history of being a wrestling fan. We always talk about, like, that debut. We talk about how terribly the Shockmaster went. We talk about Jericho's countdown. But you know what? I think it's that return, and that's why I got these two behind me. That's what cements your legacy, I think. I think when you're gone for a while, whether it's injury, whether it's just getting a a gimmick change, marriage, whatever, when you take a break off and you come back, that reaction can tell you what your career is all about. Because Cody came back, and I was – for me, I was like, how is this going to be? And blew the roof off. Well, I guess it has most of the roof. Um, blew the roof off the place, and I was like, all right. So people still want to see him. The TV ratings and the crowd for Punk, even just to cut a promo, it's like, all right, this is still a guy. Like, I can't – I don't remember Punk premiering in WWE or, or in ECW at that point in time. Like, I don't remember that at all, but I remember – Very understated. Yeah. That was something I was thinking about because, man, I thought Ali's return was done really well, building up Ciampa, who lost his first name. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's 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 to build this momentum. And I think when you were talking about this, that's what WWE is really lacking. And I think AEW has is momentum. Everything feels so stop and start. Like you were just talking about backlash, WrestleMania backlash. They're literally telling us it's a recycled pay per view. Right. And meanwhile, you know, uh, you have all different angles combining in each other in AEW. And I really just think it's much better booking. Um, and I hope that the momentum for Asuka and for Ali 
kind of elevates them and gets them to a better place because they're both so incredibly talented. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's funny. I, I caught a lot of hell. I don't remember if you were with us when we had this discussion, but like around SummerSlam last year um, was also around the time when Punk came back. I want to say it was like a week later or something. And now, granted, there were twice as many people in that crowd. But I said that the reaction that Becky Lynch got when she came back was actually greater than what CM Punk got in Chicago. And there were a lot of people who got very angry with me, in particular on a, a social media platform, maybe, Patrick, where we'll all be included again someday. Uh, but there were a lot of people yeah. who were very, very Come upset on, Elon. by that. <laughs> um, I could see that. Uh, the the pop and the reaction for her and then the abject horror of the crowd as she bowls over Bianca. Like, right. Like, oh, no, not like this. Right. As a heel. Yeah. <laughs> As a heel. Yeah. Talk about think, misreading think, the crowd. I, I think he, she is. And she is one of a kind. I, I mean, really. Mm. Um, Sam Punk is really good, too. Don't get me wrong. It's like yeah. that guy, if you would have said something four or five years ago, he was like dead to rights. Like nobody cared about him between the, the, the failing MMA career, the fact that he walked out on the fans. The fact that he was a curmudgeon who would just argue with everybody and didn't want anything to do with any kind of wrestling whatsoever. Yeah. It's like he has redeemed himself to a certain extent, even though, like, I, a lot of those. I needed that promo. I needed that promo as a, as yeah. a fan of his. I needed that was I closure. Needed to hear, like, this, yeah, this is somebody I care about as yeah. a person. And, man, I bought yeah. that pay-per-view. I came this close to buying a Mickey Gall walkout tee because I was mad. I was sure. mad at this person who took everything that I loved and I cared about and was basically shoving it down the drain. Yeah. And I get it now. I see where you uh, come from. Like, you need to be happy. Sure. The the, uh, the Colt Cabana interview was not an acceptable apology where you uh, yeah. where you talk about how it's not about the money and then consent, consistently just list money as the main reason why you didn't want to uh, be there anymore. You know, it was just – it was strange. It was um, – but, you know, he definitely that, – that was a lot of goodwill. And I will say AEW has done a much better job with introductions and debuts yeah. than WWE has. Now, granted, they did handle Cody right. I thought that that was amazing. They let him do all his AEW stuff, which, like, historically, they just don't let people do. Um, so that was very smart, you know. Um, maybe there's some uh, – New wise people in Vince McMahon's ear, I'm not sure. Or maybe there's other people that have power now that didn't before. Uh, but for whatever reason, it really worked. Um, like AEW a couple weeks ago, I thought this was really funny. They had a debut. It was when Samoa Joe Samoa Joe won, I guess it was the um, was it the TV title for Ring of Honor, and he won it in AEW. And then after the match was over, the lights went out for like 10 minutes. And when they came back on, like, ten minutes later, um, it was just this oh, giant God. Indian guy. It was this giant oh, Indian God. guy. And nobody knew who he was other than the one announcer. Yeah. That was yeah, weird. It wasn't good. wasn't good. Not, wasn't not to highlight, yeah, not to highlight the only bad introduction that they had, but, you know, you got to knock some points off for that one. No, definitely. I mean, they, they completely muffed that. And you've got to set up that story with, uh, his old ROH rivals coming back at him and, and really going at him. And then you yeah. have Joe get the upper hand, and then you bring that guy out. Then the enforcer yeah. comes out. And, like, who is this? You know, it's, 
It's yeah, like when Giant King came out. Or yeah. Yetai. Yeah. Yeah. Yetai, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, t- here's my thing. Um, I think AEW recently has done a better job than WWE in terms of debuts, by and large. But John Cena, as you show in your picture there, that was a good return, and that required little more than for him to do what he's always done. You know, that was good. That was really good. AEW, meanwhile, somehow managed to convolute debuting Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryanson, uh, not Brian Danielson, sorry, and Adam Cole on the same night in the same convoluted angle where, no reason. yeah, I, I hated that. I hated that. Yep, that was bad. That was bad. But with that said, AEW does a better job. They had they had all their toys. It was like you just it's Christmas, you know. You got all your yeah. toys, and it's like they're all gonna play together. He Man's gonna play with GI Joe. My Little Pony's gonna be in the mix here, yep, you know. Yep. And it's just you gotta play with them. They got them all out, but yep. they they've improved, especially um, who came out when uh, oh Buddy Buddy Murphy. They yes. did Buddy Murphy really well, even though yeah. everyone in the world knew the turn was coming. It still was a nice, and it got a good pop, and it got good energy behind it. And I think, like, a bad debut can always be fixed, but, like, a bad return is a bad omen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's like finding the dead crow. You know, that that's, uh, that's excuse me, not a good thing. Um, not a good thing at all. I, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, a, a bad return, WWE. Uh, Ahmed Johnson. When did he return? He went away for a bit and came back. That's uh, not when he was he, Big T or Ice T or whatever, right? That was no, WCW that was over WCW. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, he had a feud for the letter T. He did. That he happened, did. and that yeah. is how we wound up with GI Bro, is it not? I believe so. Oh, I believe so. Mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was something. Uh, yeah. I think um, WWE, WWE does the return better than a lot of people do. It, it returns very well because if they're coming back, they want them, and I think that's a big thing. Yeah, and even if it's predictable, it's a good kind of predictable. It's the kind yeah. of predictable that everybody wants to see, exactly. So, like, yeah, no, that really works well. Um, I'm I'm struggling right now to think of a bad WWE return, and I had a bunch lined up to make that argument about AEW, but I, I at the moment, I can't think of one. Well, when I Googled bad WWE returns, all I got was, is Bad Bunny returning? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Ed, Edge, top-notch, when he returned. Yup. Yep. Uh, Becky, Brock, I thought they did a really good job at SummerSlam when he came back. Um... I guess you could criticize them for having two comebacks on the same show, but again, I mean, everybody does it at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, ha- it has to happen. Um, the, the Viking Raiders and their many returns and regimmicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a really good job with the Usos when they kind yeah. of, because I guess. Uh, Jimmy was out for a while, and, like, you know, they packaged Jay really well, and then when they brought him back, they were smart enough to drag that all, that out. Like, will he join them, won't he? Won't he? You know? Yeah, and no, that, that was really that was good. good. That was really good. 
I think that's a big problem in WWE right now is that we are everything seems good in hindsight, but uh, yeah. when it's happening, it doesn't feel good. I don't know what that is about. You're telling me, like, I had a craving to watch, like, Raw from 2008 the other day, and I'm like, I hated Raw in 2008. Like, why would I want to watch that? But, like, I don't know. For some reason, the mid to late 2000s are really appealing to me right now. I don't know. Can't figure it you out. Know, I never I never know what I'm what I'm really going for in wrestling, but oftentimes it ends up being uh old ECW that I, I wind up going going back to. Sure, sure. Sure. Yeah. At that it, it, lately for me it it's been old ECW or like very early NXT, like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. You know, when they still had a stacked roster. Right, I got a, I got a couple here from WrestleMania. Uh, how about the repackaging of Albert as Tensai? That was pretty bad. The return of the Ultimate Warrior is a short-lived feud with Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you could throw Piper and his many returns in there, too. Yeah, Bulldog in 99. I like that bulldog return. I, I did too. Good. I did too. Yeah. 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 Bulldog was good. Um, one of the greatest returns of all time. Uh, even if you're a Brett guy, you had to appreciate the Sean return in 2002. The street yeah. fight. It was going to be one street fight. You thought, oh my God, he killed himself, and that led to a run of eight more years. Yeah. Yeah. The return of Marty Jannetty. Um, getting yeah. packaged with <laughs> with Leaf. That was bad. Uh, but when they brought uh, back Marty a couple years later with uh, fa- facing Kurt Angle and they reunited the Rocker, that was amazing. Yeah. That was classic television. Kurt and Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle returned not so good. According to WrestleMania, one of the worst ones. Big Dave Batista. See, but I like that one. That was the Blue Tista. That is that is Blue Tista, yes. Yeah, he was great. He was great before he left, and he was great when he came back. I, I have no complaints about Batista, especially heel Batista. That guy's amazing. He can do no wrong in my eyes. I wonder if you ever got together with uh, Dana Brooke when they were flirting hardcore over Twitter before WrestleMania. It's just a thought that popped into my head. Like, that was a really good-looking kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I think nowadays. It used to be much more vulgar. Now I'm like, ah, I, I bet they, I bet they have teaching. <laughs> there were a couple jokes there that I avoided. So I'm yeah. getting better as I get older. So I. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Edge, good return. Daniel Bryan, good return when he came back. Oh man. When yeah. you thought he was going to die at any moment. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Couldn't deal with that. Every every match made me feel so anxious. Yeah. Show it in your day. Did you ever make like a triumphant return to a territory? Were you ever like just get that huge welcome back pop? Well, actually, I got one the other this uh, Sunday night. Uh, made a return to X WWE Extreme World Wrestling, and so it, it was nice to be, be back. Uh, uh, it was a great promotion that you know just have always. Treated me good, you know, through the years. So it was great to be back with him. 
so unrelated, but did you ever think of, like, taking that whole, like, dark persona that you do with Dorothy and everything and having a match with Bray Wyatt on, like, a major platform? I'd be that honored. Would be like, it'd be amazing. Yeah, yes. I've, I've thought about it quite a few times. I, I yeah. It'd be great, man. If, uh, you know, whoever wants to do it, I'd be all in. <laughs> I could just see Dorothy taking out Lily, you know? Oh, that'd be tremendous. <laughs> it'll, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be a, another dream match on the side there, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be so much fun to, to like, just get a match like that. So when when I was doing commentary, I came back. I was done with the business, and I came back, and uh, I started working for another company, and, like, I almost immediately got to call some fantastic matches. And I was like, what a dream. You know, I'm getting all these, these people who are fresh off the Indies. I'm getting to be involved in a match with the Bellas. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I think I joined right after uh, Daniel Bryan did his stint there. It was after he tried to uh, unalive uh, Josh with his tie. And the, the work shoot was <laughs> right. really fired. Kind of right, thing. right. He did a bit with us. But, I mean, like, I got to – call matches like I'm just thinking about how amazing would it be if you're just working in an indie and you're just doing your job and you get to call a Bray Wyatt match like yeah all of a sudden Wyndham Rotunda's there yeah what a moment man I had a lot of those same experiences like when he when Daniel Bryan got you know released for the tie and for tie gate um one of the first shows he did was Gabe Sapolsky and I was yeah, kind of like yeah. helping out backstage at the time. It was with the Dragon Gate USA stuff when they were doing that. So, like, it was one of the first. And it was cool for me. And, again, I know I kind of brag sometimes. But, like, so oh, yeah. when I used to go to those Ring of Honor shows, it was like a highlight to go to the diner afterwards. There's a diner around the corner. <laughs> and, like, everybody right. who's anybody is there. And, like, even if they don't know who you are, like, by name, they just recognize you because it's the same people there every week, you know? So, like, yeah. Brian Danielson remembered me from the diner. No clue who I am or anything, you know? But, yeah. like, it was really, really kind of humbling. Um, but there's, like, I don't know. When I think of, like, classic returns, and here's the tie-in here, because, like, a lot of those shows were at the old ECW arena. And some of the best returns ever have been oh, yeah. products oh, of yeah. Paul Heyman. You know, whether it was Raven coming back that time when he teamed up with Dreamer, if you remember that, or like uh, when Sabu got fired and then he came back. Uh, I mean, there were a bunch of them like that, you know, that were just like, just amazing. Taz coming back to fight Mike Awesome. Like, how cool was that? Oh, my God, that's one of my favorite moments of all time. Yeah. Just because <laughs> of, of the the shoot idea behind it. You know, like, yeah. oh, you, you want to mess around, uh, just so you know, it's Taz, so good luck. Yeah. That, and here's what was funny to me about that. Like, that was the moment when I kind of realized that, like, WWE was definitely helping ECW out there. They were constantly helping them out, whether it was sending them talent, uh, advertising them on Raw, whatever the case may be. Um, you had an entire roster of young, hungry guys that could have beaten Mike Lawson for that title, and you chose to bring in a WWE guy to beat a WCW guy for an ECW title. It was so strange to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then Taz bringing the title on SmackDown and losing to Triple H really drilled it home. He <laughs> did. Yeah, he did. He did. Sure did. I remember oh, Stephanie dancing with the title. Never forget it. Uh. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, but 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 you know ECW th- those those returns were always very good. They turn out the lights, come back on, and it was always like the person who looked more surprised to be there than the fans were. <laughs> like Lawler when he showed up in there, he was like, <laughs> like he had no idea how did I get transported here. It was amazing. Man, was that a fun gimmick? Yeah. Uh, Lawler? Lawler and his anti-ECW. Yep. Yep. Jim Cornette, they did that. (laughs) Just so many good ones. So many good ones. I don't understand how Paul Heyman can't have the book in WWE for three, three shows. Come on. I mean, as long as it's not the checkbook, I think we're good, right? Right, exactly. Uh, uh, They're not even having them sign guys. Like, just uh, here. make the. Were they really that bad that Mike Bennett got a push? Like, I mean, come on. They didn't even let him see it through. No, that's, that's the worst thing is when people come in and, like, we're supposed to buy into them, and you can tell that the front office doesn't buy into them. Like, yeah. I guess they'll be out the door soon. Yeah. You know what killed him? Because I think they had that idea that it would be balanced. It would be Heyman on one side, Bischoff on the other. They'd make headlines. And Bischoff came in and apparently knew nobody on SmackDown. He just didn't follow the – and as soon as I thought that, I heard that, I thought, oh, that's going to kill it. Because, like, they're not going to want to just have the one guy on Raw and then just some generic person writing SmackDown. And they switched to Bruce Prichard, but still, I mean, at that point, it was like, you just knew it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. Would it have killed Eric Bischoff to subscribe to the WWE Network for a couple months? I mean, you have plenty of time. Like, we're, uh, we talk about ourselves and, like, some of the fun moments we've had. I have been incredibly embarrassed by not knowing who people were and having people get really upset with me. Really? I'm, like, I'm sorry, man. I, I can't follow every single thing. I'm glad that you are very good. Yeah. But just give me... Just give me your name your, and where you're from, because, like, let's get this over with. No, nobody needs to make a big deal about this. Yeah. Uh-oh. Did we lose you? I think we lost. There we go. Okay, you dropped out there for a second. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're all having weather where we are. So Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm the only one who Internet. is smooth sailing outside right now. Yeah. Not a bad storm right now, but it's been raining all day. It's been gross. I was just looking through because I was checking out some of some of the stuff I did because I have a horrible ego problem. And I was like, you know, I actually got a really nice pop when I, when I came back out of not being in wrestling for a while, and that mm-hmm. made me very mm-hmm. nostalgic and miss it. You know? You just I, that, I mean, I, I took a year off from ECWA, and I came back, and it was yeah. amazing. Like, everybody, yeah, it was just, it was really cool. It was really cool to see. So I, I can I get it. I totally get it. Um and there's something for like that local promotion, you know? Like uh Yeah. For example, I, I'm finally watching Evil. 
which like oh, yeah. on the on the network, and it's good. It, believe yeah. me, it's good. Um, I think a lot of these they spend most of the documentary giving me a biography about things that I already knew about these different people. Yeah. But then once they start getting into like the psychology of like you know being a heel and like you know all that stuff, that's what's fascinating to me. I'm on the Sasha Banks one right now. And, like, seeing the way she's evolved from, like, chaotic and, like, some of those other Massachusetts indies to, like, what she was when she first came into NXT, which was basically, like, renamed but that exact same thing, um, to what she became. It's, um, the people who are successful are always the ones who can adapt. You know, whether it's that comeback, whether it's uh, just finding a way to rebrand yourself. Perfect example. One of the most popular wrestlers of all time, Chris Jericho. He's left and he's come back so many times, but he's never come back the same. It has always been something different. You know, it went from Y2J to like the short haired guy that was obsessed with world titles to uh, some kind of hybrid to like the guy with like the weird Canadian mullet thing with the list. To like the heavy metal guy, to like the Jericho that's there today, you know, it's uh, it's wild to see. But the unadvised I, tattoo era of Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he comes back to WWE, he won't be the list guy or Y2J unless he's doing a one-off. Oh uh, yeah. He'll be something totally different. The chameleon. The chameleon, yep. Look at Stroh. He was playing the piano 20 years ago. <laughs> was it really that long ago? Well, what was it? Like 2000, right? Yeah. Wow, my 22 God. Years it feels ago. like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say 20 uh, years was... ago, WCW was gone, so. Crazy. Oh. It's amazing. Like, I remember being just back in the dorms at LaSalle and, and – taping one and watching the other. And then there's a picture that we had to have developed because we're very old um, of us with the split screen. Like everybody that used to come in and watch wrestling with Nitro and Raw on on the same screen. Oh, that's what cool. What a historic moment that was. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I used to um, I used to watch Raw and then watch Nitro in the middle of the night, and it almost flunked me out of school, but I made it. So, yeah, yeah, and that was in between reruns of Dawson's Creek, so it was a tough television schedule at the time, you know. We also had, you know, back in our day, there were six channels that we could get in the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Six channels and pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, why did they let us have access to pay-per-view? I don't know. We were so bad at managing money. <laughs> I was terrible. And all of a sudden, an extra $60 in one of my bills is catastrophic. Right, right, yeah. Like, it's I've like, already hmm. bought my alcohol for the month. I need right. to get through. I can't afford this. I can't afford $5 every week, TNA. It's a lot of who, money. Who who am I bouncing a check to this month, you know? <laughs> you got to spread them out. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, man. Yeah, those are the good old days. Well, Pat, I know you've got to get out of here, man. Yeah, uh, man. Early mornings for me. Uh, Early mornings. Uh, me but, too. You know, me too. 
I will be I will be off next week. I'm going to be in sunny Florida. You know, I finally got my shot at NXT. Uh, I'll be there for a tryout. I think I'm going to work for On Breaker, but I'm not really positive. Oh, sweet. I'm just going to sweet. shoot right for the top. Right okay. For the top. Yeah, one of the big L. Completely, completely overweight and in need of knee surgery. They like those guys, right? Well, I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, just be ready to change your name. Yeah, yeah. I can just be hacked. But then Sandman's gonna get mad. I no, had no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With him a long time ago. It's not a good look. <laughs> I'm thinking you're, you'd be more like Hackinson P. Is like what they call you, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd probably get saddled with some really bad Italian gimmick. I'd be with Tony D'Angelo. I'd be like Meatball Montaigne there or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I love it. All right. I'm I love it. I'm leaving on a high. Tip your waiters <laughs> and waitresses. All right. Yeah. See ya. Take care. Take man. care. Brother. Take care. There's a throwback to the early 90s right there with all the, where everybody had a job. In addition to being a wrestler, yeah. there was a plumber, a hockey player, a baseball player, a, a trash man. A, they had everything back then. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So what we're going to do right now is uh, we're going to take a commercial break, and on the other side, uh, we will open up the phone lines to you guys. Once again, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com 
and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Bill Anthony, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. If the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Hey, hey, hey. I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby, girl, what's All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. VOCNation.com. I almost said VBradyHicks.com. That hasn't been around in quite a while now, but uh, VOCNation.com is your favorite podcast platform as well. Brady Hicks here. I've got with me Stro Maestro. Uh, I um, Just so much running through my head. I wanted to tell you guys that I, uh, I came upon an old Paul Bearer interview that he did with the VOC Nation Wrestling Network at one of the conventions a couple of years ago, uh, uh, probably 10 or more years ago, actually. Uh, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to run that Paul Bearer interview next week on the program. It's just real short. It's like five minutes long, but, you know, it'd just be really cool to kind of kind of put that out there again. And he was always uh, such a tremendously entertaining fellow, and, of course, we all know, Straw, I mean, you know how he felt about Rat Boy. You heard him before. He's terrified of Rat Boy. So it is. <laughs> yeah. 
So it'll be a good time. Uh, yeah, and we're taking calls tonight. We're talking about who can be the guy that you would build your company around. Vince McMahon seems to think it's Austin Theory. I don't know if I see that necessarily, at least not yet. Could take some time. Maybe my mind will change, but he's got to show me a lot more before I feel like he's the guy in WWE moving forward. Um, so there's that. We're also talking about debuts, returns, that kind of stuff. Who did it better? Uh, who didn't have a good return? And stuff like that. And the number to uh, kind of weigh in on all this is 914-338-1885. Um, trying to think. I guess before we jump back in, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Our Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, WCW Retro Returns to VOCNation.com. And this Thursday night topic, we'll be talking about wrestling dances. Uh, throughout the year. So if uh, you have a favorite wrestling dance you'd like to share, call in to be a good time. And then Friday night, Mahalo Sci-Fi shows the show zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time on uh, Facebook.com slash show the maestro. Uh, this Friday night feature will be Frankenstein versus the Space Monster. Okay. I actually dated the Space Monster a couple years ago at uh didn't work out really? Yeah. Yeah. Never date a space monster. There's a space monster. That's a, that's a good, that's a good, good, good advice I could give any young person out there. Never date a space monster. They don't always make themselves apparent that that's what they are, but if you look at them yeah. closely enough, you can usually figure out the ones that are space monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, show we were talking about Bruno during the break because of that the commercial with Bruno and the old after. By the way, if you don't subscribe to the Patreon for VOC Nation, uh, you really should go ahead and do that. It's for like the cost of a cup of coffee, uh, you get access to all these old Bill After interviews that he's been doing since the 70s. Uh, he licensed them for VOC Nation to sell, and uh, it's just it's amazing. I there's so much there, uh, just that alone. Plus all the archives for all the old shows and everything, the full video releases of the shows that have video, including the archives such as like the stuff with Bill Apter and Ken Resnick, and of course our show. Uh, lots of great stuff there. Briscoe and Big Ace, the Shelley Shelley stuff is on there. Uh, so you need to subscribe to that on Patreon now. Go ahead and do that, and uh, you know you just gain access to all this incredible stuff uh, right there. Um, so we were talking about Bruno anyway, Stro, and um, I was at a convention a couple of years ago, and one of our co-hosts, his name was Namar. Uh, Rap Boy's in the line. Rap Boy actually knows Namar really well. Uh, he did the best impression sometimes, and Namar did a great Hulk Hogan. He did a great Ric Flair. Uh, better than Malcolm, if you could believe that. Uh, wow. <laughs> he did a Bruno. Namar did. It was absolutely amazing. Like, it sounded just like him. But Namar would always kind of, like, twist the words. He would make it like Bruno invented everything. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I can't do the voice. He'd be like, I invented the espresso. Every time you drink that, you, you think of me because I'm the one that thought to put it in a little cup. And it's just really good. So anyway, Namar would do this Bruno thing. So we had a live microphone at the big event in New York one time. I think Rap Boy was there. And Namar starts doing his Bruno. Just nonsense, just nonsense, Bruno. 
Ted DiBiase came running over so fast because he thought Bruno was there. He was so excited to talk to him. He came running over to the stage, and then he saw it was Namar. And I've never seen a guy look so disappointed to see us. It was hilarious. Really, <laughs> poor guy. Oh man, poor guy. And all he could do was shake his head because, yeah, because they were Bruno jokes. I love Bruno. I thought he was great. I, I wish um. He's a guy like I wish like could go on forever, because I would love to see him against like some of the stars of the '80s and the '90s and even the 2000s. Um, it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roman Reigns really tests his medal against Bruno. Imagine that one. Yeah. Oh wow, wouldn't that be something? It'd be amazing. It'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. So anyway, yeah. So nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the number. Uh, let's go to uh, Rat Boy, who's joining us from Trenton, New Jersey. What's going on, Ming? How you doing, Ming? Oh man, you brought back the day about that day. You remember that? You remember the Bruno in the team? Oh, yeah, Queens, Queens, New York. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man. Bigger than I think. That's when uh, Howard Finkel was on a girlfriend was trying to pick me up. Yeah, you were riding the around on her back, and he got mad. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, the fact that we had, okay, they were going to put us in with Hulk Hogan at the time, when Hulk oh, Hogan was there. I didn't remember that. I remember yeah, that. I because didn't know they put us in with him. Wow. Yeah, he yeah. But but I did run into Hulk Hogan in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm. You did? Yes, I did. You mean he didn't have his own bathroom? Oh, no, man. not not one. I remember the line was wrapped around the building. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm trying. That's when I met Chris Jericho. Not my yep. boy Al Snow. I try try to get uh. Marry head, but he won't let me marry head. Oh man! Why wouldn't he let you marry head? Today. You should have huh? been allowed to marry head. Yeah, but you should be allowed no, to marry head. No. You're both consenting adults. Oh. He's probably worried I about know, you know? the head. Yeah. Yeah, but they were a good old days. I'm telling you. And plus, plus, if you had the plus, choice, uh, Plus, plus, I think we were giving out trivia questions there that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was shining issues to go everything, giving them to, to, to the people. <laughs> so if, you had the if you had the choice between marrying China and marrying Head, which one would you marry? China. China. Overhead. Okay. Her soul. I, I, I always love China. Because you wanted China, her to China protect was... you. Yeah. Yep. That's where it was. Okay. Alright. Yeah, but, but last night, I just knew it when Becky Lynch came out, started talking. I said, oh man, maybe Asha's going to show oh. up. And guess what? Well, now, Oscar did show up. I don't know. They keep on saying that Oscar's coming back. Oscar's coming back. When? But this, I think this is this was it right here. Because 
Lucy, she, uh, lose against so far. At the bench. Yeah, I mean, she lost to Oscar, she right? Lost to That's the only one she didn't beat, okay? Because so who asked Belair? Yeah, her. you're right. And she needs and, a challenger. And, right, she needs a challenger, but I think who you meant who didn't beat. I thought you meant who didn't Becky Lynch beat. I was like, I think she beat Oscar at some point. Yeah, but but it, it's a return for Oscar because uh, Becky Lynch already went through, through half of the people in, 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 on a on a female roster. Mhm, mhm. And were you saying did somebody see, uh, Ali come back? Yeah, I, I didn't even watch that match. <laughs> I, I was busy uh, packing, yeah. packing here and there. Packing. Because I'll be oh, moving. Oh, you're I'll moving? I'll be moving two doors down. I'll be moving two doors down from me. That was a band, wasn't it? Two doors down? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm here without you, baby. Is you still no, living in down. my dream? Uh-uh. Because my, because my brother wants to shout his shout out. I do got a little rumor. But I got a little rumor. And when the last Something. one comes, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just messing with you, good. Yeah. I got a little rumor, but I'm not sure it's true. Listen to, listen to Brady, sing a break. It gets hard, but I got a rumor. Sorry, go ahead. That might have I got a rumor. Okay, go ahead. Rat rumor. That's good. I, I got really a rat rumor. In the morning after. So that's good to bring that back. Oh, yeah. It's coming back soon. <laughs> coming this back. winter. Coming back this winter. Oh, I had such great ideas for that. And then it just ended up being me and Rat Boy. And Rat Boy made up all these rumors, and then I had to fact check them on the air. Uh, all, right, this, all right. I got a good one for you. What's your rumor? What's your rumor? The biggest return ever is coming back to the WWE. Ultimate Warrior. No. <laughs> Let's That's give something. it up for Mr. Resurrected him. Mr. Bret Hart. Mr. Kennedy. He's coming back. Oh, Mr. Bret Hart. Bret Hart is coming back. To do what? I'm not sure yet. I've been hearing yeah. stories about him. Might be coming back. I, Estrella, yeah. I actually heard an interview with Bret Hart before. Because apparently this week he signed a big deal with WWE just so that he wouldn't go to AEW to promote this Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Which I hate the fact that they're calling it the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. I really do because it's just our way of working in Hart Foundation without owning the name to it. <laughs> but that aside... <laughs> that aside, um, a couple before he signed that deal, Brett was doing an interview and they asked him, "Was he going to AEW?" And Brett's answer right. was, "To to do what?" And it's true, like to do what? At some point, at some point, it just is what it is. They're just cameo appearances, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. And you said something about the worst comeback? Yeah. I'm going to say John Morrison. See, I, I didn't mind that. I just was hoping that he would finally get a shot at, like, a singles run. Yeah. And instead, they just made him the Miz's sidekick again for, like, two years and then let him go. That's a shame, but... That's always the worst comeback. You know what I'm saying? I was more disappointed by the zombie angle than I was by the comeback. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. And you mentioned mentioned that ECW... Brains. Writers need brains. <laughs> brains. The best match I've yeah. ever seen in that arena, okay? Mm-hmm. So it was uh, BWI, Johnny Cashmere, okay? Okay. It had to be. Did you see this one? It was Band Night. A PWI. Who was the fans, yes, the fans had to pick matches. Okay. Okay. And, and, and somebody could back me up on this. You can even ask her. Okay. It was prime time. And this Amy is the Lee. best match you've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Prime time, Amy Lee. I know you like Amy versus, Lee. Versus. <laughs> versus. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Try and ask it. Try and ask it. Okay. That was one of the best matches I've ever seen there. Okay. I'll take and your word for it. You know, I did, I, I did get in the ring and uh, try to uh, try to slam, um, what, what's his name? The manager's uh, John House, the manager. He's got to get his stuff in. Always got to get his stuff in. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. John, John House? John House had this big guy called, called um, Damien Snooker. No, no, Damien Slugger. Okay. He, he was a lot taller than, than Southern Justice. They got me up there. Mm-hmm. They want me to pick him up and body slam him. If I would have picked him up and body slam him, mm-hmm. I would have had $10,000 in my pocket right now. And you're poor, so that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, what happened was that I had him the right way, but he needed to the ropes and held on to the ropes. I would have slammed him, but all of a sudden, somebody out of, out of the dressing room came out and interfered. He put, did, this, did this all he happen, or is this just you life. imagining stuff? No, this, this really happened. I got I got two pictures of, of me being in the ring with with, with uh, Sugar. Rappo, before I you tell go, you what. tell Stro how you asked for Al Snow's blessing to marry Head. <laughs> I, I I walked up to Head. Okay, boy, she was so beautiful, blonde hair. Oh wow! I said, baby, I want you to marry me. And now, well, is this just no, a foam white No, head? you're not marrying her. Is this you're not marrying her. The one that looked like a person. 
Got the um the styrofoam head. <coughs> okay. Mm. The mannequin head. And, uh, and the mannequin head. And Al Snow said no. Yeah, but it happened the same day when Namor was doing uh, Bruno San Martino and all those voices and all. We had everybody coming to the I got table. It. I got uh, but it. Al Snow mm. when Al Snow came in, he needed a picture of me and him together. Okay. Well, Rat Boy, you know what? Let's pretend you won that $10,000 for the Body Swim Contest. You're going to start your own company. Who do you sign to build your company around? You get one person. Yeah. One person? Yep. You can sign anybody. Anybody, right? One anybody? Person. Yep. Anybody? Yep. I have to pick. There's, there's only one person in mind. Okay. One person. I have to be the funniest man in the WWE today. I had to go with off two. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. You don't care that he's 50 years old? Yeah, I know that. Okay, you don't care. But but he's more funnier on his videos that he does that I I see once in a while. I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for the R-Truth stuff, Stro... The 24-7 title probably would have died like two or three years ago. Oh, like, yeah. R-Truth is single-handedly just popping people in the back with that every week. Mm-hmm. Keeping it alive, man. Yeah. How could they have a double wedding and nobody's married this week? That was crazy. That is crazy. I'll tell you what, that double <laughs> wedding, forget that double <laughs> wedding. That was too funny. That's what my wedding's going to be like. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, am I am I in a wedding? Are you in it? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be the uh, mascot. Oh, okay. I'm gonna tie the ring. I'm gonna tie the ring on a pillow on your neck, and you're gonna crawl down the aisle. Uh, okay, I don't care. <laughs> I do anything because this uh, might, might be my last year to do the, everything crazy. Why do you say that every year? I'm sure there's always next year. I know, dude. You know, you never say never. How old are you, Rat Boy? What are you? What are you? Sixty now? I'm fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. That means you were in your forties when I met you. That's crazy. Yeah. Bro, I'm almost the age that Rat Boy was when I met him. Uh. I know. Uh, is right. Oh, he's right. I know. I'm the oldest character on this show. You've been 70 since you were 30. Wow. You're the first ballot Hall of Famer. I, 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 I got a good one for you. A good joke. Okay. You can get everybody, you can get everybody on this. Okay. Okay. I got my next door neighbor. She's cracking up laughing. All right. The day after your birthday, I walked out on my porch. Right. And I told her, you know anything different about me? She said, you shave? I said, no. You, you cut your hair? No. Oh, you gain weight? No. She said, what is it? I said, my age. Okay. You got it now? No. Well, 
I did that, you notice anything different about me. I got it. I'm only playing with you. Yeah. That's a cool one, huh? <laughs> Rap boy, there was once this king. You know what a king is, right? Yeah. There was once this king, but he was only 12 thought, inches tall, Rat boy. Well, I thought, I thought you meant, uh... I'm not, I, I thought you meant any kind of king, right? There was this king. King. king there, there was this king, but he was 12, 12 inches tall. Yeah. And you know what, Rat Boy? He was a terrible king, but he made a good ruler because he's 12 yeah. inches tall. He made a good oh, ruler. Okay, I got that. I got that one. Okay. <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> All right, I got hey brother, you keep safe, man. You go to Seven Eleven and get your milk before they close. Yeah. All right, got it. Wait, wait. When you say you're moving two doors down, are you moving to Seven Eleven? No, no. Two doors down, we just uh, with a friend, with a a friend that knew me for years. I asked okay. her if I could move in for now until I find another place. She said, "Sure, why not." Is that your new girlfriend? No. Okay. All right. Can you meet? Can you meet for about twenty-five, thirty years now? Okay. Is her name Amy Lee? Sure, my, no. Come on, okay. my brother's being a, a, a real um, knucklehead. You know what I'm saying? He knows the law, but he don't oh. know the law. I got you, bro. <clears throat> I got you. Knuckleheads run. Yeah, he's, he's, he's you, a big-time knucklehead. I, I uh, knucklehead. Or, 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 or governor say a lot of knuckleheads out there. Yep, and he's one. Yep, he's one of them. Ain't mm-hmm. known by the law. And I had to catch you about three or four times today. They're waiting, they're waiting for him to show up. I'm protected by the cops. Boy, Rat Boy, I had this friend of mine, yeah. and he accidentally glued himself to his autobiography. You know what an autobiography is, right? Yeah. What is it? It's a book. It's a book about yourself. About, right? about his life. About his life. Yeah. Okay. My friend accidentally glued himself to his autobiography. No. Yeah. I didn't believe him when he told me. I, I didn't, you know. But that is his story, and he's sticking to it. Yep. That's my story. <laughs> right, I'm to it, too. I, I would never <laughs> right, say brother. never. I would never say <laughs> never, never, and that's never. it. And I'm done talking to you guys. I would never say stop. I love you, brother. What? Take care. I love you, too, and have fun, and I'll talk to you, you next see. week. I'll right talk here to you next on week. Right here you right, exactly. Bye-bye. I know I can set my clock by you. Take care. Okay. He's the dependable caller. Dependable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Cheryl, I don't know about you, but I I think we're probably good to get out of here. If you're up okay. for it, I think uh, sure. I think this was a good fun show, and I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Especially right. since I got a bunch of bad jokes still queued up for later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. uh 
if you could remind people kind of what you've got going on. Okay. Well, Thursday night, WCB Retro on GenesisNation.com, 19 Eastern Standard Time. We'll be talking uh, wrestling dances over the years. So if you have a favorite wrestling dance you'd like to share, uh, please call in. Friday night on the Stro Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time on Facebook.com slash the Maestro. Friday night feature will be Frankenstein versus the Space Monsters. So please do that. All right. And, uh... Well, first of all, thank you to everybody for tuning into In the Room this week on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you to Rat Boy and all the other fans out there listening. Uh, thank you to the best casting crew I could ever ask for. Uh, please keep your thoughts and prayers with Kathy and Kevin and their families. And uh, ECWA returns Morganville, New Jersey, this Saturday, April 30th. Uh, 712 Genesee Drive, Morganville, New Jersey. That is the Jersey dugout. Uh, night of unusual matches. You know, they've got uh, some unusual matches already lined up, including Mishu Ulala against Reginald the Butler. Get this, Drew. Loser leaves ECWA for 30 days. Oh, wow. Yeah, that should be amazing. Uh, loser mm-hmm. leaves ECWA for 30 days. Right, Candyland Deathmatch. As uh, Sugary Sweet Travis Lee defends against Erica Lee, uh, there's also going to be uh, Killian McMurphy challenging Joey Ace for the ECWA heavyweight title, and uh, so much more. Tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. So that's going to do it for this week. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and uh, everybody be safe. Be good to each other. Love you all. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.